Welcome to the Sports Marketing Huddle, a podcast that looks at all things marketing in the world of sports. I'm your host, Rob Cressy, founder of Bacon Sports. And joining me today is Steve Canal, founder of Brand Executive and best-selling author. Steve, super excited to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. It's always good to catch up with old buddies. Yeah. So can you give a quick overview on who you are and what you do? Absolutely. Uh, Steve Canal. I am a branding architect. I am a best-selling author. I am a global speaker. Uh, my book, The Brand Executive, which I released, which hit number one on Amazon in 24 hours. You know, I have the likes of people of Damon John from Shark Tank, Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank, 2 Chains, Kenny Smith from Inside the NBA on TNT, my beautiful wife, Swing Cash, who's a two-time Olympic gold medalist, um, three-time WNBA champion, and a plethora of others um, where... Through my new business, the brand executive, I give access to small business. You know, um, you know, we met through similar platforms where I've always been um, an economic empowerment advocate. So my job and what I'm, you know, I, I love doing daily is giving people access to opportunities that they typically wouldn't have. So that's where I am today. That is my passion. That is my purpose is to provide content and information and open doors for small businesses. Absolutely love it. And I actually want to give some context on how we met. And there's a story or two in here that I don't even think that you know. So five <laughs> years ago, which was a little over one year into me starting Bacon Sports, I applied for Miller Lite's Tap the Future Pitch Contest, a business plan competition where entrepreneurs get the opportunity to pitch their business to Damon John plus a host of other panelists. And you were the one to give me the phone call and let me know that Bacon Sports was chosen to be one of the businesses to head down to Miami and pitch our company. And literally, you know, the impact that phone call would have on me. So first off, I wanted to thank you because it's something that has been foundational to my entrepreneurial journey. Oh, that's amazing. You know, when uh, the platform Miller Lite Tap the Future was created, um, you know, it was birthed from me starting out as an entrepreneur. You know, I was, I was fortunate to be in corporate America for 10 years with Miller Coors. But prior to that, I was a small business owner. I was an entrepreneur, you know, and when the uh, economy hit and we had a recession, you know, it, it kind of, I, my business wasn't prepared for that. You know, so I wanted to create a platform, uh, given the, the megaphone and microphone and resources that Miller Lite had to be able to provide those resources to up and coming businesses, you know, like yours, you know, to create that platform. And, you know, from then for me moving on from corporate America, I'm continuing that mission, but through my own business and, and own, you know, relationships and, and strategy to help small businesses develop. So kudos to you for, for being able to be selected out of thousands and thousands of businesses, you know? Well, thank you. And being part of that uh, taught me a few things. One, it gave me confidence and it showed that I belong because one of the biggest challenges of any entrepreneur, certainly in the beginning, is there's no roadmap. And you don't know if you're a crazy person. And quite frankly, we probably are a little bit crazy. But then you get this element of validation. And having someone say, you know what? We like what you have there. We would like to hear more. It gave me this confidence. And then I had to figure out, all right, now I'm about to pitch my company to Damon John and a host of panelists for 
I believe it's only five minutes. Don't quote me on that either. Five or 10 minutes. And this was like exact. So everything that's been in my head for years is now down to five minutes. And oh, by the way, I had never done a pitch contest before. And I've actually never done one since. This is the only one I ever applied to in my entire life. And through that, it taught me, one, how to be concise. Two, how to deal with my nerves. Three, how to put on a show. So you have to stand in front of these people. There's an audience down at, in Miami and you're like, all right, let's do this. And you're sitting there and you're like, oh my God, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what to expect. And you're trying to get through this and you've gone through it a million other times. But it was a proud moment for me because there was preparation there and there was confidence. And when we were done with it, I felt so good about myself in our performance in that momentum that allowed us to carry on for everything else that I've done. It was foundational, but specifically because of how early we are on that journey. And it taught me things I would have never had, had I not had that experience. Yeah. You know, the, the beauty of that platform is to your point, it helps you refine all everything that's been in your brain for all those years for that concept. And then again, to your point, it, it helps validate because if there's something missing, you get that insight from the judges, you know, but if you're, you're spot on, you know, they're going to let you know that as well. They're going to let you know that you're not crazy, you know, and it's always good to have people who successful in their own right through their business and their journey to be able to let you know, like, you know, I've gone through this, I've reached the level of success and you're on the right path, you know? Um, and another thing is, is personality. You know, you've always had personality from day one. And one of the things I know Damon always says is he doesn't invest in businesses. He invests in people, you know, and that was a benefit to you. I remember getting on stage and having that personality, that charisma and making people believe in you, you know? So that was real cool. Well, thank you very much. And one quick story about the application process. So it was very lengthy. It was a detailed thing asking a lot of questions. This isn't something you could do in 30 minutes. I legitimately had to make this part of my life to fill this in because if you're trying to win something like this or get uh, chosen, I'm going to make sure I put the best foot forward. So I'm flying to San Francisco and the deadline is, let's call it 5 p.m. Eastern that day. And I was like, boom. I'm going to fly to San Francisco in the morning. I'm going to hit enter. I've got everything. I'm golden. And all of a sudden, there was a small detail that I overlooked. I thought that the application said a thousand words for some of the different things, like tell us about your business plan and your background and all these different things. So there was limits into how deep you could answer these questions. It wasn't a thousand words. It was a thousand characters. So <laughs> when I had written this thousand word entry for five or six different questions, all of a sudden I go and hit enter and it's like, you've exceeded your word limit. And I look and it says a thousand characters. And I was like, oh my God, I have one hour to chop 90% of what I just put together in this application. And it was the weirdest feeling because it was almost a defeating thing where I was like, oh my God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send this but I almost felt defeated because it wasn't my best version because my best version was the thousand word version, not the thousand character version. And I hit enter with whatever, 21 minutes left to go. And I'm in San Francisco, I'm visiting some friends. And I felt so dejected because I was like, I can't believe I put all this effort 
and now I had to chop it up and I'm just trying to apply for it. And one, I was proud that I applied. Two, man, it killed me that I didn't have my best foot forward there, but it makes all of this so much sweeter when I was accepted for it, knowing that I almost royally screwed it up. So for everybody listening, pay attention to the details because there is a big difference between a thousand words in a thousand characters. characters. <laughs> Amazing story. <laughs> that could have ruined your, your trip. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. So what I want to talk about on this podcast is your Instagram account and some of the quotes and things that you've talked about because you're very inspirational to me and I've continued to follow your journey and you're someone, you're a brand builder, you're an entrepreneur, you're a speaker and you're someone who does great things in the world. So I want to start off with this. Can you talk about the importance of building a personal brand? Oh, that's, you know, going back to what we were just talking about with, you know, you being on stage and having that personality, you know, at the end of the day, you, you stood out because of that personality, you know, you had confidence in who you were and you made, you made people believe in that confidence, you know, when you're insecure or, or you're not too sure of yourself, it resonates. And when you're speaking to somebody. So it's important, one, to always have confidence in who you are when you're presenting or you're in front of somebody. You can go back home and ball up and cry or do what you need to do when you get back in the car. But when you're in, you're in the presence of other people, you never know who you're meeting, right? And you might only have that 30 seconds, one minute, five minutes, 10 minutes to make an impression on a person. So it's always important to bring it, put your best foot forward. And that comes with aligning your personal brand to who you want to present to the world right and that takes visually you know making sure that you're you're consistent with who people see you to be you know there are certain things that i'm consistent with that's displaying family because i want people to know the importance of family um in my quotes and my words i'm always consistent to make people believe in themselves and know that there's always a brighter day there's tomorrow but you always need to be confident in who you are and present that to the world. Three, I try to provide and share as much access to people like I've mentioned. So on my page on Steve Canal, uh, on Instagram or on my platforms, I also provide free, you know, business advice as well. Whether it's my, you know, motivational, you know, Tuesday posts, whether it's an IGTV speech that I did or a workshop that I posted, and you know, through my podcast, What's in the Words, which breaks down different books. So it helps you not having to spend a week, two weeks reading a book or a few days reading a book where I actually take a deep dive into the book and give you the Cliff Notes version from a business perspective and my perspective along with my partner, AJ, into that book. So it's all, you know, my, my page is always constantly providing content and information. So it's important for people who go onto my page to know that I'm writing my own story, right? You never want people to write your story for you. And when I say your story, meaning your personal brand, because people might only know what they see on your social, on your Instagram. So it's important to tell that story. So people know who they're getting in, who they, you know, might be getting in bed with business wise um, through a partnership or through a friendship. 
Can you talk about then the intention and structure of building a personal brand? So you've talked about, hey, doing something on Tuesdays or specific days. And I think this is one area where a lot of people are really missing the boat is, all right, Steve, I believe in building a personal brand, but now that seems open-ended and there's, I can always be posting on social media and how do you figure out what you want to do? So like, for example, for myself, I create content buckets similar to what you said, where you say, hey, what are the important things that are part of my life that I want to post about? And then you go and say, all right, let me schedule this out. Do you have tips for either how you've done it or how you recommend to others to start putting the, the intention and structure in the personal brand? Absolutely. First, I would say, you know, start with things that you love, things that you're passionate about, things that you would do without getting paid for right? Because those things come easier. Those are the things that you'll take the extra time doing research, the extra time reading a book or listening to a podcast on that certain industry or service or thing that you're, you know, you're passionate about. So start with things that you love. And from there, write down four to five items that you would love to create buckets for that you would like to distribute to the world to, for, for the world to know that you are uh, an authority within that space. So my background is marketing. My, brand, my background is you know, architecture with building brands. Uh, so for me, I love to give advice on brand building, personal or small business or big business. I've worked with global 500 companies as well from that perspective. So taking four or five items. So one for me is giving advice on building a brand. Another is I'm passionate about family. So I look into my family and say, hey, what are the things that I want to share with the world to see family in a different light? So I display images of me and my wife traveling, me and my wife and my son traveling, um, you know, so that's within a bucket. You know, a third bucket is, you know, I'm passionate about speaking. So I capture, you know, different video uh, uh, and content of me, you know, speaking and cut those up into uh, different tips that I can provide in the Instagram as well. So I, I find three or four lanes that I want to stay within. And then I give subsections within those lanes of how I can distribute that content, whether it's, you know, writing a piece on Medium or, you know, understanding the different formats between Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and how I can take that content and distribute it within those platforms. So it's a deep dive. It starts with your passion what you love, what you're passionate about, and then, hey, what can I distribute to the world? Um, what can be a hobby or what is a business instead of a hobby that I can distribute to the world? And then taking it further into now, how can I take that content and distribute it into these buckets and these different platforms of social media? And if you're looking to build a personal brand, then I recommend you fast forward, you rewind this and re-listen to what Steve just said and write down step-by-step step the action items because that is the exact formula that you can use to build your personal brand and it will work. Trust me, it's what I do. It's what Steve does. And it's a formula that once you start building the foundation, it's going to keep on growing and growing, but you need to get that foundation right now. And it's probably the biggest area where people and brands miss is not getting that foundation. And then they never get clear on their personal brand because they never spent the time to really say, Hey, what is this personal brand that I want to build for myself? Right. And it's important to understand that these things take time. You know, it's very few that just hit over overnight. 
And usually the ones that hit overnight are memes that might be funny, might be educational, but it doesn't take just one. You have to consistently deliver on the item that, you know, people are coming to your page for, right? So if I want to build a comedy page or I want to build a fitness page or I want to build a brand development page, I need to be consistent in my message. And that takes testing things out as well. A piece of content that I put out that gets an amazing response, um, double down on that, put some ads behind it, you know, so it reaches more people. You know, if you have a thousand people that are interested and like that post, then there might be another thousand or another 2000 people that might like that post or put an ad behind it. It could cost you $5 a day, $3 a day to reach those, you know, incremental people. And then if you have a piece of content that doesn't work, you know, try again. It doesn't necessarily mean that you suck. It just means that that piece didn't hit or you might be able to repurpose it on a different platform and it might take off on Twitter instead of Instagram, right? So it's testing out different pieces of content that you, you create, putting it out, see what works, doubling down on it and consistently delivering on that. So when I do my, you know, my post on Tuesday, you know, I've consistently done it for a while. So people expect it. If I don't post it, now people are hitting me on DM like, hey, what happened to the motivational post on Tuesday? Or, you know, so it, understand that once you start consistently delivering, if you decide to take a week off or two weeks off, you might lose that person that's coming to your page looking for it because they'll look at another page for that information, you know? So always be consistent um, and always test out material to see what works and what doesn't. So now we're going to dig into a few of the quotes on some of the images you've got on Instagram. First one, it's easy to lie to ourselves about our weaknesses and flaws, but if you truly want to see growth in life or business, you have to be unapologetically honest with yourself and acknowledge you're not perfect and it's okay to work hard and see results. And man, this really resonated with me because I believe one of the biggest things for an entrepreneur one is self-awareness and the ability to be honest with yourself. And it is such a difficult thing because we live in a world where it is very much okay to be average, where others are going to tell you what to do. Uh, there's a quote that my branding coach taught me. It's live by design, not by default. And so often people are living by default. And when you live by default, you're not aware of your weaknesses and flaws. And quite frankly, a lot of the reasons why is it's not fun and it's not easy to say, you know what, this is where I'm not good at. But if you're going to grow as both a person and as a business, you've got to be unapologetically honest with yourself and say, listen, what can I improve on and what are the steps that, ha that need to happen for me to grow? Yeah. If you wake up and you're not uncomfortable, then you're not growing. You know, you need to feel that, that under and understand that the magic happens outside of the comfort zone, right? When you get into a situation where you're learning and you don't have all the answers, you're growing. And in order to continue to grow and innovate, um, you need to consistently challenge yourself. You need to understand that that person that you look in the mirror every day, that's who you are. And if you decide to lie to yourself, when it comes time to show and prove, you're gonna be called out because you're not gonna be able to deliver. And you might lose a client you know, because you promised X, Y, and Z because you were putting on this facade and when it was time to deliver, you couldn't, 
because you had you have no idea how to put put it together. You just felt as if it was going to be easy because you see what everybody else is doing and you you don't understand the hard work that went into that person's life. And that's why I try to display my family life and and things that I do off, you know, social media, um the day-to-day actual actual good and bad because there are days that are great and there are days that are not so great. But you need to be consistent and understand that you you're working towards purpose. So those days that aren't so great, it's a part of the journey and it's a part of the lesson, but you need to learn from it, right? So failures are part of life. You learn from failures, you grow from failures and you shouldn't be afraid of failures because if you're afraid of it, then you're not growing. And this is a great segue to the next quote. Find your courage, love yourself. And if it feels right in your heart, act on it and go create the life you love. And there's so many good, I mean, there's almost four great separate parts in this, the find your courage and courage is something that is a skill that we would all say, of course, Steve, I would love to have more courage in our, in my life, but how in the world do I work on it? And then love yourself. And I think for entrepreneurs, loving yourself is actually probably one of the most difficult things when you're in a constant battle and sea of pushing a rock uphill. It can be hard to sometimes love yourself when Uh, You're always trying to improve. And then if it feels right in your heart and sometimes you don't know if it's the right answer or not, but sometimes you've got to go with your guts and then go create the life you love. I mean, that's the, that's why I do what I do. And it's when six and a half years ago, when I started making sports, it's because I said I would regret it for the rest of my life if I didn't give it a shot to make my dreams happen. And when you, when you stack all of these things together, the ability to build a brand and be vulnerable and want to get better becomes a lot easier because you're all in. You know the work that you're putting in. And one quick tip on my end on the courage side of things that I learned from a Tony Robbins book is he's big into cold weather or cold water therapy. So every day in the shower, I turn it on as cold as it gets and I spin around twice and I yell courage. And the reason for that is the cold water has been cold 100% of the time. It is uncomfortable 100% of the time, but it's a very simple way that I can micro dose courage in my life so that when I'm on stage trying to pitch something, I know for the last six years, hey, for seven seconds every single day, I've been getting comfortable being uncomfortable in the shower. So tell me a little bit more about that quote for you because there's just so much to unpack in there. Yeah. Um, and courage to your point you know when people are like how can i you know i'd love to have it how can i find it i i i understand that it's not in everybody's dna right some people will wake up every day want to work a corporate job want to work a job get their paycheck and be comfortable with that and that is okay there is absolutely nothing wrong with that and then there are those who want to wake up every day and eat what they catch Right. So they know there's endless potential, but is is based off of how hard I work, um, how hard, you know, I, I, I you know, I, I face the challenges every day to know that um, the positive response comes from me taking a deep dive into that industry and fully grasping that industry and learning everything about it to take my, my steps forward and, and creating something out of it, creating a life that I feel I deserve and I want. 
which is not just waking up every day and just going to a job and getting a paycheck, right? Some people are miserable doing that. And some people will be miserable, you know, living the entrepreneurial life, but it's okay. Just understand that that's the life you chose, right? So if you're working in a corporate space and you see this, this person who's taking on that entrepreneurial life every day and they're making it work, you can't be mad or upset at that person because one, you don't know what it took for them to get there, right? Two, that's the life they chose. So, you know, you should, you should be happy for them, right? And three, that's the life you chose. You wanted to be comfortable. You know what I'm saying? So you didn't take the initiative to get out every day and work hard towards your dream, you know? So you can't be upset at that. So for me, it's, it's just understanding that there's two worlds, right? And there's those who wake up every day and find passion and, and love and wanting to create a life that they want. And there are those who wake up every day and don't want to, you know, follow that path in that journey. And it's, for me, it's okay either way. Right. But understand what it is that you can actually wake up and do every day. Meaning that, what am I really passionate about? You can't, cause you can't half step in either one. You know, if you're in corporate America and you decide that you want to climb the corporate ladder, it takes playing the game right? <laughs> so you have to play the game, you know? And if you want to be an entrepreneur, it, it's a daily hustling grind every single day. It's a daily hustling grind. So it's just understanding both dynamics and being comfortable in your space and in your world. For sure. It's do you and understand what it is that you're doing and don't just go through the motions, just be intentional about it. So last quote, is one that very much resonates with me, especially with what's going on in my life right now. Maintain discipline and do what you say you're going to do. Who you are is what you're willing to work hard for in this life. And when I started making sports, I decided that in order for me to grow, I needed to audit and reverse engineer the success habits and mindset of the most successful people in the world, the CEOs, the CMOs, the people like you, the people like Damon John. And I said, all right, what are the traits that I'm seeing? And I now need to integrate these habits and routines in my life. And one of the hardest ones without a doubt, which I believe is the most beneficial is discipline. And one of my favorite books is Jocko Wilnick's book, uh, Extreme Ownership. And he has a quote that says, discipline equals freedom. And Jocko is a Navy SEAL. He's got an awesome podcast. And discipline is hard. And it's not necessarily, it's not comfortable at all. But on the other side of discipline becomes freedom. Because when you are more disciplined, you can do anything that you set your mind to because you're intentional about it. And talk to me a little bit more about how you think about discipline. Yeah, you know, you hit it right on the head. Discipline is, is right up there. You know, I would say it's, it's definitely in the top five when it comes to um, trying to grow your personal brand, trying to grow your business, trying to climb a corporate ladder, trying to do well for yourself. Discipline is the key to everything. If you want to lose weight, you know, it's goals and systems. You need to implement the goals. All right, I want to lose 50 pounds. And that's where people usually stop, right? You say you want to lose 50 pounds, but the discipline is putting the systems in place. Now, you know, I can't eat past seven or eight o'clock. 
I can't eat fried foods. I can't drink soda. I need to work out an hour a day. You know, those are the, the, the key disciplines that you need to put into your life. When I was writing my book, I knew I needed to be disciplined in order to write 5,000 words. That wasn't just going to fall out the sky, right? I needed to be disciplined. So every single day I set, you know, two hours in my phone to say, you're going to close the door and lock in and unload and download this information from your head into paper, right? And every single day, you know, for the duration until I got to those 50,000 words, I was locked in, you know, and, you know, understanding what I was working towards helped me be more disciplined and be able to have that conversation with my wife to say, hey, for two hours a day when I get home, you know, I'm going to be locked in a room, you know, and I'm going to be locked in because I can't be distracted. You know, and I, that's what it's going to take for me to get here because I'm real with myself. You know, I'm dyslexic. So I know it takes, it's even harder for me to do certain things, you know, when it comes to that. So, you know, I had to be disciplined. Um, and one of the things I always tell people, you know, you need to be disciplined with time. Time is the most valuable resource that we have, right? And we have 168 hours in a week, 24 hours in a day. If you're disciplined enough, you will find the hours in a day to do what you love and you're passionate about. We always say, I don't have enough time to do this, or I don't have enough time to do that. Well, you just spent three hours binge watching Netflix, right? You could have taken an hour and a half of that, two hours of that, and dedicated it towards something you're passionate about. You know, I always tell people, audit your day. Look at the 24 hours you spend in a day and see where you spent your hours. And I guarantee you can find one, two hours a day to put towards something you're passionate about. You know, if it's two hours, that's 14 hours you have to work on something you're very passionate about. If you're disciplined enough and audit yourself and be real with yourself, you can find those hours to do something you want to, you know, you want that's passionate to you. Yeah. And a month or two ago, I did a thing called the audit your time challenge where exactly what you said. I took one 24 hour period and I said, from the second I wake up until the second I go to bed, I'm writing down with a timestamp, every single thing that I do by minute. And you're like, well, that's kind of extreme. Actually, no, because what you end up finding is the three to seven to 11 minute chunks in between calls in between podcasts before or after lunch when you get home they add up all of a sudden you look and you're like seven minutes on instagram here 14 minutes on uh twitter here and all of a sudden you're like that was 58 minutes right one day that's an hour then across the course of a week that's seven hours and now all of a sudden the course of the month that's almost an entire work week And doing so goes back to one of the very first things that you said. You have to be unapologetically honest with yourself. And by doing the audit your time challenge and writing it down, you become honest with yourself. And here's the thing that I noticed. So as I was documenting it, I then shared it on social media. And there was a part of me that performed better when I knew, one, I'm doing this challenge, but two, I'm going to candidly share this with everybody else. And you're like, well, aren't you doing it for the wrong reasons? And my answer is no, because on that day, I was better than I was any other day. And if it takes me auditing my time every single day to see the best version of myself, so be it. The reasons don't matter. The output is what matters. Absolutely. And that's what you have to do. And it's amazing when you can take a step back, you know, do certain things that can show you results. 
you know, and we talked about a few of them today, goals versus system, writing down your goals, but putting the systems in place, time management, audit, auditing your time, you know, and I always say love versus hate. You know, when you're starting out, you know, put love on one side, hate on the other side, write a line down the middle and write everything that you love to do and love about yourself. And then, love, you know, write down all the things that you hate to do and hate about yourself, you know, and that helps you structure what it is you might want to do as a business, um, you know, moving forward, because you're going to identify, well, I love being around people or I hate being around people. You know, that makes a big difference in, in certain types of businesses, you know, that automatically eliminates or adds a bucket of different types of businesses, depending on things you really appreciate doing and things you dislike doing. Steve, you, you gave so many actionable items from this. I enjoyed this conversation so much. Is there anything I didn't ask you that you think would be beneficial to the audience? One little nugget where someone's listening and is like, man, I am so thankful that Steve mentioned this because it's gonna help me on my journey. Yeah, you only live once. You know, so why not be great? You know, that's a quote that I always say, you know, we don't get a second life, right? You don't want to be, you know, down the line and that dash in the middle, you forgot to live. That's what life is. Life is the dash in the middle. So you want to make sure that you, you always every day, you know, to, our, to the point that we talked about is be intentional in what you do. You know, work towards your purpose and something that is going to leave you fulfilled because one of the worst things you, you can do, um, and you said this, Rob, is, is regret. You know, you don't want to get to a certain situation or point or the time has expired on an opportunity and you regret it because you didn't, you know, take life, you know, by the horns and live it. You know, you only live once. So why not be great? You know, try say that when you wake up and understand that we only get one life, you know, so put my best foot forward. Amen to that. And I'll wrap the bow on my end every day. The very first thing that I think when I wake up today is going to be a great day. I probably say that four to seven times within the first hour that I wake up, because if you can start your intention on the positive side, man, your life is going to be great. So Steve, this was amazing. Where can people connect with you? You know, key to branding is making sure that people can find you. So I'm consistent across all platforms. It's my name, Steve, S-T-E-V-E, last name, Canal, C-A-N-A-L. That's on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, my email address, <laughs> everything across the board. You know, it's, it's make it easy for potential customers, potential clients, professional relationships to find you. Uh, so it's Steve Canal on all platforms. And as always, I would love to hear from you about this episode. Did it cause you to think or take action? And if you did take action, please let me and Steve know. We would love to be a beacon of encouragement for you. You can hit me up on Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn at Rob Cressy. As always, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of the Sports Marketing Huddle, the number one thing you can do to support us is tell your friends about it. We believe in organic growth, and if you get value out of the free podcast we deliver, then we'd appreciate if you share on social media. If you're looking for some creative sports marketing resources, you can sign up for my newsletter at robcressy.com. I drop bite-sized nuggets of wisdom to get your juices flowing. 